dog Laker Pod. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Oh man, we've had a a hard week in <laughs> Lakers. We got through it. We had a sludge. We had a a, we had a lot of hard fought games through the muck. Couple wins. That's great. Through the muck. We've been seeing our rookies through the wire starve, but we've also seen our rookies thrive. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Dog Laker Pod, everybody. We're going to talk about the previous week in Laker games. We're going to talk about upcoming Laker games. But first, I'm joined, as always, with Alex Hanna. Yeah, woof woof. It's and, nice to be here. And Kevin Macias. Uh, hey, hey, Ryan, I have uh, something to tell you. Kevin is not here. Where's He's Kevin? He's not sitting in that seat. He's not here. He's not actually here. But oh luckily, God. through the power of technology and Apple FaceTime, I'd like to introduce our new segment, Sleepy Dogs in Tokyo. It's currently 4 o'clock in the morning in Tokyo, and Kevin Macias, big dog Kevin Macias, is just itching to talk about Lakers news. So we FaceTimed him in, and uh, hey, Kev, how are you doing? What's up, my dogs? How you doing? Kevin, on the line. Sleepy dog in Tokyo, <laughs> eating ramen right now. On the line right from now. Shinagawa, Tokyo. If, if this is a new segment, do we have to find someone in Japan every week to call in? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kev, find your replacement in Japan. Uh, I'll find a replacement. Kevin, Either what? way, that dude's going to get yelled at. I'm currently in a parking lot because this is the quietest city I've ever been to in my life. Oh, wow. What was the name of the city? Oh, no, I'm in Tokyo. I'm just in a neighborhood <laughs> in Tokyo. Okay, and Kevin. It's so quiet. We, I said something on the train yesterday, and everyone just looked at me, and I was just like, there's 400 people on this train. How am I the loudest one? <laughs> I mean, that makes sense that you're the loudest person. Are there any breakdancers in Tokyo on the train? I, I haven't seen one breakdancer. I haven't even seen one of the people dressed up with, like, uh, horns in their head or anything like that. I haven't seen anything like that. Horns? Everybody's just you... hella normal. What time is it over there? It's, uh, it's 5 in the morning. And what day is it? It's uh, I'm in the future. It's Monday morning at 5 a.m. You're Monday morning, 5 a.m. Oh, so you've already seen the Raptors game. I've already seen the Raptors <laughs> game. I know how it ends. Don't spoil it's not it. Pretty. We taped it's it. It's not pretty. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, <laughs> we come out hot. We do great. We miss a couple jump shots. We have poor defense. We have the lead with three minutes, and then we blow it again. I just That's said don't happens. spoil well, it. Before you, but, well, yeah, before we go into the future, we got to talk about the past. Let's we should talk, talk about, about the last uh, three games from last week in our uh, recap in our with Kev. Kev. Recap with Kev. Recap with Kev. Kev, did you watch all yes. three games last week? No, I watched. <laughs> I watched. I watched. No, I watched Dallas. I watched Minnesota. Okay, and then uh, you were, I was out. Walking the streets yesterday during Portland. Yeah, you're on the road. Uh, nobody can speak English in Japan except for the one guy that I told I was a Lakers fan because he was wearing a Golden State Warriors shirt. Oh, whoa. He looked at me and said, he looked at me and said, uh, I, I gave him a thumbs down for his Golden State Warriors shirt. And he said, even LeBron can't save you. And then he walked away. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you got roasted in Japan. I got roasted by an old Japanese man. <laughs> <laughs> well... Let's talk about the first game from last week at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, this one you did watch. Good game. Yeah, good that game. That one great game. Went down to the wire. As every game seems to go now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did lose this game. We lost this game. I would game. kill for a blowout that just blows a team out. <laughs> I would kill for keeping a 20-point lead into the fourth and not just uh, flaming out at the end. I think every game we've had, um, I, th I think I said this last week too, where it, 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 it's either decided, uh, it's decided in like the last three minutes, every single game. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've, this one was no different. We've built leads and it feels like we're 10, 15 points up and mm -hmm. then teams just come scoring, like storming back, scoring eight in a row against yeah. lackluster defense. Kev, you all right? <laughs> Did you fall right now? No, no, no. I'm just listening. <laughs> okay. I got hair in my eyes. I was scratching my eyes. Okay. <laughs> we got to talk about LeBron's role in the defense because right now he's playing this, like, strong safety role where he's just laying back in the paint, and um, he's not really helping on the weak side. We saw it in the Portland game a little bit where at the end he was really locked in and he was getting blocks and he was really helping the team out. But for three quarters, it feels like, He's just lackluster on defense, not switching. 
he's been doing this thing uh, in games where he'll call out his own mistakes and say this is a defensive lapse, but it happens three, four times a game, and that's just not enough to win. You can't be lackluster on defense three or four times a game and expect teams to not profit off of it. Yes. He's, he's been terrible in the defense, and it's been very sad to watch, but also he's still kind of great in a way. He, he kind of showed it in the Minnesota game where uh, I've been wondering the whole time when's LeBron going to take over and we're going to see a LeBron game, and he'll show glimpses of, like, he's willing to do it except not this early in the season mm-hmm. where he's just like, I'm not wasting my time in game one through 50. Like this will, I'll be playoff push LeBron. I'll be playoff LeBron. And I need these young guys to finish out the ends of the early games of the season. Do you guys ever see apocalypse now? Do you ever hear the story about Marlon Brando and apocalypse now? No. no what about it? Apparently Marlon Brando shows up for apocalypse now. And uh, Coppola who directed it was like, Hey, we need you to be this weight. And he shows up a hundred pounds overweight. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, we're going to postpone filming for six months. We need you to be this weight. And he comes back and he's 150 pounds overweight. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? We can't even put you on film. That's why he's in shadows the whole time. Cause they don't oh. want to show his face. Cause he didn't show up. He didn't show up ready. And then when they started filming, it turns out he showed up ready. That's just, he was just where he wanted to be at the exact moment. And then he kills it for the role that he's in. That's my uh, parallel to LeBron where he's like, no, I'm not going to be the guy you want all season. I'm going to be the guy I want. And I'll still kill it for you. I like this analogy. Uh, I I think I never finish Apocalypse Now. Yeah, it's I thought it's kind of boring. boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both thought it was boring, but uh, I appreciate any <laughs> reference to pop culture on this on this podcast. Oh uh, yeah, I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, LeBron's defense. Um, there was multiple plays where I just saw him like watch a guy just drive to the lane for mm-hmm. an easy layup. Yeah. Um, not scooting around him, not no. scooting in front of him. Like barely putting a hand up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that play in the, I think it was the Mavs game where LeBron left Lonzo for the switch and then Lonzo goes underneath the screen on LeBron's guy. That guy hits a three and then he just started screaming at Lonzo like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know I'm not going to play defense. Go through that screen. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people think, or the analogy is that uh, LeBron still thinks that he's in the East, and LeBron still thinks that he can just kind of coast until he gets to the playoffs. When in the West, we right now we're like eleventh in the playoffs, which is a small sample size, but you can't coast in the West. We're yeah, this is the West Coast, but you can't everywhere. coast. You can't coast in the West. No. Uh, it also, I think pulls back to like his leadership on the team where if he's not playing on offense and closing out games, that feels like where his leadership role should be. Instead of taking over in the first quarter, he should be the one who closes it out and just deferring to younger guys in the first three quarters. And it feels like that's just not happening. And on defense, he should be the leader in playing on the ball, switching a lot, trying to get defensive stops but his steals are way down. It feels like he's not contributing in that way. Yeah, you're making a lot of sense right now. It all goes back to leadership. What kind of leader do you want to be? What kind of big dog do you want to be on the court? We bring you on this podcast to really get into the get, delve in. I try to get into the mind of LeBron. Dive in. I go, I've watched you for years. <laughs> Let me get inside. So the, yeah, I, think, I got a question for you about leadership. Who's the who is the rookie class leader? Who's the sophomore leader of the of the the baby dogs of mm-hmm, Lonzo, right. Lonzo, Kuz, and Hart? Because uh, coming off early in the season, I thought it was going to be Hart. We all hope it's going to be Ball. Yeah. But from the highlights I saw yesterday, it looked like Kuz is the guy that's ready to show up. Could it be Brandon? The one that looks like he's no, uh, no, it's no? Not Brandon. Mm. I mean, no, he I need wants... a jump shot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Brandon wants to be a big dog. Yeah, but. He it's needs to uh, do the work to be a big dog. Yeah, this you can't. Is... You don't show up a big dog. You got to put in the work <laughs> to be a big dog. And I think he is. And I think this is Brandon's rookie year of being a big dog. Oh yeah, he's trying to show personality. He's yeah. starting to show that he's like a big baller on the court. Mm-hmm. I think Brandon post suspension is aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Like as a human being, just like in interviews <laughs> on the court. He immediately fouls out with the first game back, doesn't he? Uh-huh. You're right. Um, I think also there's a difference between leadership and then friendship, which I think <laughs> um, 
these young kids, you know, they're all friends, so they don't need like a, a alpha dog leader because they can just defer to one another. But when it comes to end of game scenarios, you want that big dog who's willing to take the shots. You want a Kobe Bryant. You want a LeBron James who's just willing to risk his body, risk everything for the W. So who do you think is the the kind of big dog of the the sophomore class? Kyle Kuzma. 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 Kuzma is the one who looks like he wants to show up, like he's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, he he looks like he steps on the court and is angry that he's not LeBron James. Like he seems to have definite reverence for him, but he's also just like, it's cool. I'm just young LeBron. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll take over if I have to. I'll take threes from anywhere if I have to, and I'll drive and jam on anyone that I have to. And he really does take threes from anywhere. Uh-huh. And he's, he does. <laughs> he's getting to the rim like nobody else on our team besides Lance Stevenson. Lance mm-hmm. Stevenson is actually driving, and Kyle Kuzma has sort of taken that role in on the first team. He also has this thing that he stole from LeBron where he just chases down the he chases down a breakaway and taps it away from the back, which has been beautiful. Oh, right, yeah. He's done it in like four games. It's that's LeBron's special move. Mm-hmm. That's LeBron's move. That's, that's that made Le- him famous. That's LeBron's uh, Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> that is. It took him a little time to develop it, but it's a stunner. <laughs> okay, so some, one of the, another thing I wanted to talk about is um, this is a weird thing on all three games from last week. For me, is a weird thing. Kentavious Caldwell Pope, he played six minutes against Minnesota. I don't think he played against the Mavericks, and he played 15 minutes against Portland. How do you do against Portland? Um, I, I think Kentavious played 21 minutes against uh, Dallas. He Did just he? Okay. didn't show. Oh, well, yeah. he had five. He was five for five from the free throw line. Yeah, but this dude is getting. Put a minus 10. Wow. Yeah, minus 10. This dude's getting 12 million this year for six minutes in Minnesota. I don't know. I'm just I'm upset about that. Is he, it's it, rough. He only got for, signed for because KCP. he's a clutch client or what? I don't know how true that is because for, for me, KCP will always be not Julius Randle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always uh, it's always the other person that I'm looking at instead of the cap room. Right, exactly. And if there's anything that would look good on this team right now, it would be Julius Randle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, he dominate. Has any of us been keeping track about what how Julius has been doing this year? You want to? I can't. Julius is like an ex girlfriend that I I had to unfollow on Facebook because I just can't see how well she's doing without me. I had to slip into it and I watched the Trailblazers uh, Pelicans game. And he he has plantar fasciitis right now, mm. so he's a little under the weather. He's a big dog under the weather. And uh, but he was uh, he put up twenty points in the first half, twenty three points in the first half. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Right now, uh, this year, only nine games, but he's averaging 17 points, seven rebounds. That's pretty good. With an injury. With an injury. Julius, yeah, he, he's playing well. With an injury, uh, we could use him. <laughs> we could use him. We could use him uh, instead of – we dumped him instead of dumping KCP. Mm-hmm. We, uh, one of the real problems that we have is that eight, uh, that uh, 10-0 stretch we're always willing to give up in the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it was a problem we had last year was what I thought LeBron was going to fix this year. Uh, he would be the guy that once it got to like four or six, he would be like, don't worry, I'm going to go make a bucket. I'm not going to let this get out of hand. That guy for us last year was Julius towards the end of the end of the end of the season. He was oh, absolutely. The one who was just like, I'm going to bang down low. I'm going to get a dunk for you guys. And then and then we'll start it over. We'll reset the game. So it's definitely missing there. And if KCP could make a three, you know, maybe I'd be willing to talk to him again. But. He doesn't show up. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't. Um, Julius Randle is good. KCP is a literal dumpster. That's what he is. <laughs> well, also, he's just getting his role replaced by a better player in Josh Hart. Yeah. I mean, we've found our player for less money in Josh Hart, who is making great buckets and, at the end of the Trailblazers game, was making ninja-like moves to save the ball and keep it in bounds, which is a type of hustle. Slide. That we want out of our uh, sophomores. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Josh Hart has shown he can play KCP's. He can do KCP's job better than KCP can do it. Oh, yeah, way better. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about Minnesota, the Minnesota game because a few things that we call just did not turn out right. So it's kind of like a we sort of maybe didn't call it. We didn't. We, so we sort of maybe we didn't call up, it. We messed up. Yeah, maybe. we messed up. One, one thing we said that Cat and J- Jimmy Butler were just going to be awful 
in that Minnesota Lakers game. Kevin, which which one I, did did you I, agree with? I believe I I believe I called Jimmy Butler trash. Uh-huh. Uh, and then <laughs> I think I said Cat just wants to play Fortnite. And I said Cat was they, very depressed. Yeah. And then he proceeded to destroy us. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> both of them went off. Yeah, Jimmy Butler uh, went off and showed that he is absolutely not worth four first-round picks. He's worth 14 uh, first-round picks uh-huh. from any team. Six for seven absolutely. from three. With the icer at the end. Yeah. Uh, he's that got- was great. Uh, I will like to say, though, that I will not apologize. He's still trash. And uh, I'll drop a pin right now if he wants to fly to Shinigawa. <laughs> we can throw hands out here. You we'll dropping pins out, out there? I, I'll drop pins anywhere. He can get the smoke if he wants it. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is ready at five in the morning for Jimmy Butler. Man. I I can't wait until our, our listenership jumps from twenty listeners to twenty five listeners and he's one of those ones. <laughs> and he's just like <laughs> No, but we have to go after Kevin Durant to do that. He just calls in sick and actually does fly to Japan. And it's just like, all right, what's up? I'm here. <laughs> he calls in sick, like to his HR rep. <laughs> he just calls in, hey, I'm not going to make it. Uh, do I actually have to be sick to call in sick? And they're like, well, you shouldn't have told us that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're sick, you're sick. And then he just comes out and I get I get beat up on the streets of Tokyo. <laughs> um, we're, we're, uh, we're talking about defense. and. Um, Another thing that keeps happening is that, and, and we keep bringing this up, and this was very prevalent during the Mavericks game, every time we look like we're doing well, we just give it right back up. And I thought that was very prevalent against Dallas when in the first quarter we, thir- we scored 38 points. Mm-hmm. The next quarter, second quarter, Dallas, we let Dallas score 38 points. And it's just like, how, how is this possible? And I think that's just people not knowing their roles. And I think that's the lapse in leadership that LeBron is showing. It's just once he's off the court for that, like, four-minute stretch in the second quarter, people don't know the, their defensive position. Right. He was missing some important free throws, too. He's missing some important three free throws. Although in that Trailblazers game, knocked them both down in the last yeah. few minutes. Uh, I think this Trailblazers game... And I think we should talk about the admonishment of Luke Walton Mm -hmm. by Magic Johnson showed that uh, Luke was willing to make more acceptable rotations, more cunning rotations, and actually coach down the stretch more than what he's been showing so far in the season. It felt like in the early season he was sacrificing winning just to experiment and not just leaning towards intuition of how we should use our lineups. But in this uh, Trailblazers game, it felt like the lineups made sense. It had Rondo on the second team, and he was leading that second team with Josh Hart, with Lance, with Zubac. And they were doing a good job as Rondo is the head guy on that second team. When he plays with LeBron, it doesn't make as much sense because he's such a ball-dominant ball handler that it slows down the offense too much and our first team offense is built on just running and spreading the floor and pacing with our quick young guys so you think uh when lebron's out there it should be lonzo with him more often than rondo yeah okay oh no doubt yeah yeah um kevin they got a cool they got a cool couples dynamic uh lebron and rondo where like lebron <laughs> is just like a super cool dad and rondo's like a, an angry loving mom and they're just like look we we can't be in this house together all 24 hours we got things to do so lebron's like let me take the boy i'm gonna take my guy Lon- uh, lonzo and i'll coach him up and then while i'm gone you're the leader you know run the house the way you see fit yell at everybody if you have to clap it up in their face and uh when it's successful it's very successful yeah, and when it works with Rondo on the second team, it really works because he was plus 28 on the night of, uh, in that Trailblazers right. game. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, how do you feel about uh, the rumor that Magic yelled at Luke? Oh, Did Magic, I didn't hear this rumor. It's not oh. a rumor. Wo- it's a Woj bomb. Oh, this is a Woj bomb. You, you hold on a second. A Wait, second Kevin. Ago. Kevin, hold on a second. Woj bomb. Okay, now you can go, Kevin. <laughs> well, you said it a second ago. This is how this is how early it is and how tired I'm. You said admonished Luke, and I was like, I was side googling admonished. I was like, do I know what that word means? <laughs> because I think it's bad, and I didn't hear anything bad about this. Oh, wait, you didn't you know, hear this? Reading, 
I didn't hear this at all. When did this happen? Oh, okay. So a couple of days ago, uh, Magic yelled at Luke in a meeting uh, that he just was disappointed the way team's going, our record, the, and the job Luke is doing. I think also down, he saw the games down the stretch, and he was like, oh, this is very poor coaching, the way the lineups are turning out. Right. The, the fact... We brought it up in a past podcast, the fact that we had no I was going to say, isn't outs. this a we called it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hold on yeah. a second. We called it. There we go. Uh, yeah, they have no timeouts ever in the, in the, at the end of the game. And it changed the dynamic of the team, I think, because in that Trailblazers game, it felt like LeBron and Rondo were really heading the team more than Luke, and Luke was just sort of like part of the crew down the stretch. Yeah. He wasn't making decisions that actually impacted the team. The team was making decisions mm-hmm. for themselves. Kevin, how do you feel the about we, all that? The we called it the we called it I actually wanted to call out was that uh I thought we called it that that magic has been gone because he had to worry about the Dodgers in the World Series. <laughs> and then that doesn't go well. And then he has to worry about LAFC, which he's a co owner co owner of in the playoffs. And that goes terribly. And now this is his first game back. These would be his first games back fully paying attention to the Lakers. Oh, and, and it's he like, he's just, and he just sees Luke let the house catch on fire. And he's like, what the hell? I was gone for a week. Yeah. What'd you do? This is that meme of Donald Glover and community coming back with the pizza to the house. And it's like a gift. <laughs> yeah, everything's on yeah, fire. Everything's on fire. This is the living <laughs> exactly. uh, embodiment of that meme. Um, Did we save a timeout for the end of the Portland game? Yes. Yeah, but that nice. that game like that that was kind of decided. Like there was a little bit of at the end where okay, maybe Portland has a chance to come back, but it was kind of in the bag. So we didn't really need those timeouts. But mm-hmm. Kevin, it would have helped against we the have Timberwolves. Them. Yeah. How did do you feel? we try my new theory of putting in Lonzo at the fifth minute, letting him take two three pointers, <laughs> and if he makes both of them, he gets to stay in for the rest of the game? <laughs> I don't think we did. Did we try my theory yet? Because I think it's a good theory. You know, I'll get I'll get Palinka on the horn, and we'll see if that can come that can come uh, into fruition the next week. When when do Luke and Magic have these meetings? I'd like to sit in on the next one. Well, how do you feel about this? Like now that you know that Magic yelled at Luke, you, are you happy about that? Are you concerned? I'm. I'm glad because everyone's hyped that LeBron's here like he's the biggest dog. But we all forget that the biggest dog in the room is actually Magic. Magic is the one who's starting to put this team together, who really mm-hmm. started to bring everybody around him and Palinka. But really, Palinka's a quiet guy who kind of sits off to the side, doesn't talk much. Magic is the face. And uh, I'm glad if he gets in the room and he yells at Luke. I, I think he's the only one that should be yelling at Luke because we don't want LeBron to take over as a uh, coach and GM. So I'm glad that Magic steps in and fills that role for him. Yeah, you know what doesn't I like? put him in the position to do that. Yeah. You know what I like about this admonishment is that uh, they're actually talking and communicating. Like uh, Magic and Palinka always sit next to each other during the game. It means that the organization is at least communicating within one another and within the organization. And having that like unified force, even if it's like a bad stretch, is good in the long run. It Definitely. means that people will actually fix their bad behavior and hopefully Luke will fix the bad coaching. Just because you're having a fight doesn't mean you just break it all up. Uh-huh. At least until All-Star great break. Point. Yeah. Now, Kevin, during this meeting uh, where Magic yelled at uh, Luke, Luke did request to get another big man on the team. And I think Magic... And we went on and... I did... So I did hear this rumor. Did we go... We went out and found one, right? We went and found an L.A. boy? I think it's not official yet, but it's pretty... It's like... The, he just hasn't signed on the dotted line, but I, th- I think it's all but sure that we are going to sign Compton Boy... Tyson Chandler. Oh, I think this is uh, time for my segment. I, it's not going to work on your mic, so what yeah, is it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do it. You, <laughs> wait, do you want me to introduce it? and then? Yeah, you... say it, and then I'll repeat it with, the, with it. We adopted an old dog. <laughs> we adopted <laughs> an old dog. <laughs> and Tyson that's Chandler. Our, that's our new segment. Uh, Tyson Chandler, NBA champion. Seven-footer. Uh, USA uh, Olympic champion. Defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. And Phoenix Sun legend, Tyson Chandler. Kevin, I, how you feeling I, about Tyson Chandler? I love Tyson Chandler. I kind of forgot for a second that he was on the USA team. And I, when, I, when you said USA and then paused, I was like, is he going to say resident? <laughs> what is, I mean, you're not wrong. He's, he is a part of the, these United States of America. He does, he does live in those United States, currently uh, not in the States. Yeah. Uh, oh. So Tyson, I think we talked oh, about this uh, uh, last week and even the week before, where when JaVale goes out, we just have nobody to defend under the rim. Yeah, Zubak has yeah. been just accruing fouls. 
fouls yeah. in his minutes. And, I think he's averaging and, a foul a minute. <laughs> and Jonathan, the revelation Williams, has mm-hmm. been a little bit less of a revelation, although still very fun to watch. I love seeing him on the court. He's we just undersized. He is. We need to have veteran big men in there. And Tyson's great. What do we honestly expect from him? 15? 15. 20 minutes a game? Yeah. If he 15? could get 13 to 15, that would be great. Can you imagine just only having to come into work one, you know, three days a week, 15 minutes, and just bang on fools for 15 minutes and then just be like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to collect this check. <laughs> Plus, he's a he's an L.A. guy. He's a Compton guy. He lives here in the offseason. Lives here in where the offseason. Where do you think Tyson Chandler lives in the offseason? Westwood? Um, I think everybody lives in the Palisades. Palisades? Yeah, I think everybody yeah. lives in the Palisades. Well, I, I thought Kobe lives in Orange County. Kobe does live in Orange County, but Kobe is also a miserly recluse, <laughs> so it makes true. sense that he'd like go an hour south of L.A. to be alone. <laughs> Do you think he lives with Yasiel Puig and Encino? <laughs> Kobe's the one that just keeps breaking into his house. Nothing's even stolen ever. He just wants to let him know. We he need to whenever he wants. We need to talk about. Uh, we need to talk to LAPD Chief Michael Moore. Tom Kobe is a prime suspect in these Puig uh, break-ins. Oh yeah, I have no doubt that uh, Kobe Bryant is a master lock picker, <laughs> and that he can break into any house, uh, museum, apartment, anything, and just take what he wants. We need to. Uh, and- we he also just speaks like the French guy in Ocean's Twelve. When he <laughs> <does> it. <laughs> yeah, he puts on a beret. <laughs> so t- All right, yeah. big dogs, I gotta let you go. The Japanese people are walking around and staring at me because I'm too loud in the middle of the street. All right, well, take care. Get back safe. Love you, big dog. See you, Kev. Bye, big dog. See you, bud. And that ends our segment, Sleepy Dog in Tokyo. Did we do an, a, vo- a voice for that? I don't remember. I don't Let's know. see this one. Sleepy Dog in Tokyo. There, that's fine, I guess. I, don't I know. mean, that's I, pretty breezy. That yeah. didn't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we should talk about uh, t- tonight's matchup, tomorrow's matchup. Yeah, You'll so, hear about this. Yeah, we went through last week. We went through uh, Tyson Chandler. Tonight, though, let's, let's let's talk about some upcoming games starting tonight. The Toronto Raptors. Are we? Are they coming here or are we going over there? At Lakers. At Lakers. At okay, Staples so, Center. So, Toronto Raptors coming to the land of the stars. La La Land. Los Angeles Lakers, what are we feeling about tonight? Um, Alex Han and me, what are we feeling about tonight? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about the Toronto Raptors. Even though they're 8-1 and one in the East, it feels like they won't have Kawhi, although he's questionable. Mm-hmm. It feels like we match up well against the Raptors because we got a big guy down low in JaVale, and we got a couple people who can handle their wings, and we got Lonzo Ball, who's playing great defense right now, to handle Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry is the steam engine of the Toronto Raptors. So Not Kawhi. Not Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Kawhi is um, important for the team. He's right. the coal. You know, he's power in the steam engine. He's trying to get everything accomplished. He's scoring a lot. He's the powerhouse, you know. But the actual person propelling the team is Kyle Lowry. He's dishing out a lot of assists. He's getting a lot of points. He's helping move the offense. And he's the vocal leader of the team. Yeah. Um, now, the Raptors are already here in Southern California. They, they played the Suns a couple days ago. Um, so they're kind of fresh. Fresher than the Lakers because last night we played Portland. Now we're in Portland. Last night we were in Portland. Now today we got to play the Raptors here. But they're also on a back-to-back. The Raptors? Yeah, they played us the Suns. That was on Friday. <sighs> <laughs> well, sometimes you're wrong in this business. Uh, yeah, so they're kind of fresher. So, yeah, they won't have Kawhi, but we will be coming off a back-to-back. A back-to-back, though, from a big, I think, energizing win. Yeah, I uh, I don't think everybody expelled a lot of energy last night because mm-hmm. we were cruising at the end. Yeah. So except for that little portion at the end where LeBron was getting blocks, JaVale was getting up and trying to block out Nurkic, mm-hmm. who's a big guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's nobody on our team that I think matches up well against those bigger post-up players, although we have been playing well when we faced them, like against Jokic, like against Nurkic, JaVale has been our rock. Absolutely. And so the, and again, it brings up, I think, a big point is that when JaVale is gone, we got nobody to back him up. Zubats did well last night for the most part, but like you said, he got in foul trouble. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he was banging on guys um, last night. But now that we have Tyson Chandler, I think that is a good, a huge pickup. Huge pickup because he'll get one to two blocks a night, and he'll just be a presence in the lane, which is what we need. There, there was one sequence last night where JaVale got two blocks in a row, and I, I was jumping out of my seat. The box score has him at six. Six blocks last night? Six blocks last night. That is amazing. But I was listening to the radio commentators, and they had him at eight blocks, nine blocks, almost averaging a triple-double. Yeah. Because, but I think that they took away some of the blocks because Nurkic got caught at the rim mm-hmm. and just didn't finish, and they counted that as just a yeah. uh, loose ball. We we were talking about the Raptors, and we went back to the Trailblazers. I do do want to make up. I want to talk about one last thing about last night. Um, all of our starters were in in the minus. All of our starters were in the minus. All of Rondo our starters. is the second team was what really brought oh, yeah. us back LeBron in. LeBron was minus twenty two last night. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of the biggest one, but Rondo plus twenty eight, Hart plus seventeen, Zubats plus fifteen, Lance make him dance, Lance plus fifteen, and KCP plus eighteen. We were talking a lot of stuff on KCP, but he was plus eighteen last night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little anomaly last night. All our starters in the minus, all of our second unit in the plus. Well, we got off to a nice. We held Portland to sixteen points in that third quarter. Yeah. Which is what gave us a liftoff to just cruise to the end of the game. Yeah. I think we're having a lot of problem with the defensive switches with these young guys because Lillard was getting to the rim, McCollum was getting to the rim, and it felt like uh, JaVale was left on an island yeah. to guard those people. Yeah, we did hold them to 16 in the third, and then they scored 37 in the fourth. So that's why <laughs> that's why I was a little... Uh, Little edge of your seat action at the end of that Lakers game. Oh yeah. Tonight though, Raptors. What do we feel? They win, they lose, close, blowout. Well, last week I had them at three and one, and I right. had I them, them at two and two, losing to Toronto. Mm-hmm. I had them losing to Portland last night. Oh okay. And losing tonight. So for me, I think honestly, I think last night was a huge momentum shift mm-hmm. and a big. Big motivating win last night, and I think they're going to carry that on too today. I think it's actually good that it's a back-to-back because they're not going to have any time to kind of wipe that that win off. They're not. There's no time to wipe that win off their back. They're going to ha- get that momentum from the win and win tonight. Raptors and the sh- shoemaker shoe-in of the week. Lakers go two and two. Still comes into play. You think they lose? I think they win tonight. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, I think that they also win. And I'll say this: I think uh, sometimes, like if there's too much time, it, or if there's too much time between important games, our rookies look like they've watched too much tape, like mm-hmm. they're trying to do everything perfect instead of playing the game. Totally. And uh, that's not a good place to be in. I'm glad that we have this uh, matchup right now because it allows our rookies to just stay in that flow state, stay in that mean streak of getting rebounds, playing good ball, passing the ball around. We've been averaging a lot of assists just because our young guys have been playing very unselfishly. Yes. And you'd like... I'd almost like, sometimes too unselfishly. Almost too unselfishly. I'd like them to score more points off of those unselfish passes, but those points will come as the season starts to progress. I agree with you, and this is a problem with the podcast. We should be fighting more and disagreeing and yelling at each other more. We haven't yelled at all today. We haven't yelled once. Uh, Ryan, you know, <laughs> you're one of my best friends, and I can never yell at my best friends. Once we start having uh, 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 problems with ownership, and uh, we start fighting about uh, percentages and, like, uh, oh, how, much, uh, yeah, yeah. how much, how many millions we're making off this mm-hmm. podcast, then we'll start uh, being a little chippy. There we go. Also, okay. maybe, uh, you know, in basketball, they always say the fight starts because of, like, uh, uh, gambling or women, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. We get like uh, some broad in between us. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> okay, Jeez. we're just gonna start chipping. Oh, at this. Okay. Um. Uh. Two oh, more. Th- I will say, winning feels nice. Winning does feel nice, and it carries over when you win. 
So I think it's going to carry over tonight. And it solves a lot of problems. I think that Luke would be in a worse spot right now if we haven't won these last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, two more things I did want to bring up about last night. <laughs> I keep thinking that we're done. Uh-huh. Uh, one, that Josh Hart saved uh, from going out of bounds, that, taking that ball out of bounds in the fourth. Did you Josh see Hart's ninja shit saved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was sliding on his right foot Mo- shifted his momentum on his left foot, lifted his right foot up so he doesn't go out of bounds. Uh-huh. And still, yeah, that was amazing. I just wanted to bring that up. I think that's uh, also part of the training regimen in the offseason. These guys do a lot of yoga. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of just uh, Pilates, hey, a lot of stretch training. It's L.A., baby. You got to get in the mood. <laughs> and, another, and another thing, so we, this is something we did talk about already, though, but do you think JaVale gets at least considered for Defensive Player of the Year this year? That's a good question. Um, I think if that's a good... Ryan, you're constantly coming up with good questions on this pod. I think if we raise our defensive efficiency as a team, he gets in the conversation because he's going to average a lot of blocks during the season. And I think he's the leader right now in blocks per game. And he's really a 10-pole for a defense that is lackluster, and mm-hmm. I think if we didn't have him, our defense would be ranked like 28th like the Cavs last year. Yeah. Do I think he gets in it? I think it depends on our record. If we finish in the playoffs, he'll be considered. If we don't finish in the playoffs, he won't be considered. But I also think that there's a lot of hype around Anthony Davis this year. That's right. In or- For going for Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. So if we don't see that Anthony Davis take off or he's injured a lot and he just doesn't play, I can see JaVale sneaking in and getting Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive first team, I think he's a shoo-in. <sighs> defensive second team, I think he's already in there. Write his name in. This is another thing where I, we should be arguing right now, but we're not. I completely agree with everything you said. You're setting me up to thrive, <laughs> baby. <laughs> okay, so we were just talking about how good it was today that we had a back-to-back and how the win, like we can get uh, some good back-to-back wins. This upcoming week, this is a kind of a stretched out week for games. Mm-hmm. We got today, Raptors. Wednesday, we don't play again until Wednesday against the Timberwolves, and they're coming here, so we're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Uh-huh. Then we go to Sacramento on Saturday. So we, we have three game, three days till Wednesday, then the game. Two days on Saturday, then we play, go to the Kings, and then we do another back-to-back next Sunday against the Hawks. They come back here. So we're staying in California. That's good. Yeah. Do you want to do uh, over-under of these next four games to yeah. Atlanta? So here's the thing. So Timberwolves looked great against us. Timberwolves did look great against us, but they only won by four. Yeah. Again, there's no blowouts. Kings are secretly good. Kings are secretly good, and I don't think teams have been aware of what their potential is. Correct. And this is a almost, we called it, um, but De'Aaron Fox, uh-huh. he's going off. He's sneaky good. He's, mm-hmm. he, looks like, um, he looks like Isaiah Thomas out there. Yeah. He's getting a lot of assists. He's getting a lot of rebounds. He's getting a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a damn snack. <laughs> And then the Hawks on Sunday. They're the one of the worst teams in the league. So Yeah. The I always go by um do we have better players in the positions that the other team has? I think that Trey Young might be better than Lonzo. I'll put it out there. I think Trey Young Listen, or, he's younger, okay. He can shoot the three. Lonzo's an old man Lonzo compared is to an old man. Trey. <laughs> so what are we uh, talking about as far as our record for this week? I think, all right. This might sound crazy. Okay, this might sound insane. And I think I know this where might you're going sound with this. nuts. <laughs> this might sound like I'm losing my damn mind. <laughs> but I think we go three and zero. Let's get this guy a friggin' straight jacket right now, okay? Because he is off his rocker. Those are two different metaphors that I just. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could inhabit both of them. You're, you the have, way I'm losing You need a straight jacket right on now. your rocker. Um, three and zero. Oh. You know what? I was prepared to, to do the crazy, <laughs> to do the crazy prediction. Three and zero. Oh. Um, I will. I will say. You know, I've been so 
optimistic every week you know uh-huh. i think the first week i was like oh we're gonna go like three and one or whatever you were pessimistic last, week, last week. sort of it was two and two which uh again has not come to fruition yet we'll see tonight if uh-huh. the ryan shoemaker shoeing of the week came to fruition um i'm gonna just say i'm gonna play it safe two and one okay i'm gonna play it safe do you want to know why i th- th- think three and oh yeah why do you think three and oh i think three and oh because our team lost against Minnesota in an upsetting loss. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in L.A., and that means... Three days rest. We have a lot of rest. We're going to be itching to beat Minnesota and mm-hmm. show Jimmy Butler that he's not wanted here. <laughs> we don't even want to see his face in L.A. in the off season. Move right. to New York. Go to New York to train. <laughs> I think we're going to want that redemption victory. LeBron's going to show up because he got showed up at Minnesota and our young people have been playing better even though they were minus a lot of points in that trailblazers win I think this is going to be the emphasis to play a better defense to score a lot to make the unselfish play that leads us to victory and I think our rotations have been a lot better and we'll make the adjustments that we need to versus Minnesota and also we'll have Tyson Chandler you need to be hired uh to be a Lakers speech man. Oh, that was great. Magic has me on speed dial. <laughs> I've been writing his speeches for about 10 years now, I want to say. Oh, man. Um, Minis- or Sacramento, we're playing Sacramento. Mm-hmm. They're Super young, good. we're young. I feel like it's a draft class rivalry. Good matchup. Great matchups. Like Lonzo individually. versus De'Aaron. Yeah. 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 Uh, Buddy versus Kuzma. Buddy healed uh, the next Steph Curry. The next Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everybody in Sacramento wants to believe. Exactly. When he starts pulling <laughs> off like uh, thirty-point games pretty consistently, I'll start yeah. to believe the hype. But uh, Sacramento can chew on that <laughs> for a while, like a little bit of cut. Their owner said that, right? That he thinks or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. I think Vladdy Divac also said that. <sighs> Vladdy, gosh. Uh, and Willie Colley Stein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a mini Javale. <laughs> he really is. He's a young buck Javale. So yeah, so I think we match up well against. Yeah, them. every position we met is a good matchup. So I, I maybe think small forward, they get Bagley in. Yeah, I don't know if we have a. Uh, Forgot about Bagley. We have like a Bagley stopper, but unless he goes off for a lot, I feel like we're gonna cruise into Sacramento. So you say three and zero. I'm gonna go two and one. When do you? Okay, who do you think we lose to? I'm gonna say the Kings. I'm gonna say we're gonna have a bad loss against the Kings. Yeah, but I think uh, I don't think there's anything to do in Sacramento, also, which is why I think people <laughs> there's nothing to do in Sacramento. There's I've been to Sacramento many times, uh-huh. and <laughs> there's nothing to do in Sacramento. Does Tyson come before Wednesday against the Timberwolves? I don't know about that. Uh, I'm not in their legal department, so I cannot <laughs> say. But I think he does. Me I too. think. Uh, after this news was released, they're going to try to move quickly. Exactly. And there was a lot of stuff coming out like yesterday and this morning. Yeah, they said they reached a buyout offer. I yep. don't think that um, uh, the waiver wire will last until Monday. I think mm-hmm. they just snap him up this weekend. And he's in game shape. He played against us when we went and visited the Suns. So Tyson seems like an automatic role player from that position. It'll take a little bit of time to figure out if he's a guy who deserves a bench role, a bench 15 minutes. But from his past experience, you know, I'll say I've been following uh, Tyson's career for a little while. You could say I was his uh, agent off the start and he fired my ass. (laughs) But uh, he's a clear winner. He won in Dallas. He was part of those Knicks teams with Carmelo that went a long way in the playoffs. Uh, and he won a Defensive Player of the Year. So he has that mentality to constantly strive for championship ambitions. And with LeBron, I think he'll thrive because okay. LeBron plays well with people who also have those tendencies. Didn't he originally sign with the Suns because he thought they were going to be a champion? Like, in, well, not champion, but at least in contention? I think it was both they had the money yeah. and they had these young players that could blossom into something. Yeah. But because they're not really doing anything this year and they gave a lot of money to Trevor Ariza they, and they have a lot of big men who don't get playing time like Dragon Bender, he just doesn't make sense on that yeah. lineup. I'm glad he's getting out and I'm glad he's coming to 
Tinseltown. Yeah, because it's what we need. And I'm also glad we didn't give up a lot to get him because mm-hmm. I'll say in Cleveland, we gave up two first-round picks to get Timofey Mozgov. Timofey Mozgov, Lakers demon. <laughs> Laker, D-man, demon, legend, uh-huh. Timofey Mozgov. We had to t- trade D'Angelo Russell yeah. in order to ship his contract out. I think getting Tyson just off the waivers is a victory in, in huge. of itself. Very huge. Speaking of the Cavs, just an absolute circus. Some would call it a circus. You want to you wanna do this segment? What's the segment? Uh, uh, Cavalier dogs being sad. How about just a- Alex goes off about the Cavs? I'm not going to go off because I think that they've already been their corpse has been danced on right now. <laughs> they fired their head coach. This is this is the they signed Larry Nance to a good deal, but he's not the savior no. of their problems. Kevin Love is out with a toe injury. He has a bum toe. J.R. Smith and Corver J- won out. J.R. Smith and Corver won out. Corver, go on. If you don't know, has a stipulation in his contract that if lebron left the city of cleveland even for more than 24 hours he had the right to be traded from the team and now that lebron has been in la for about four months it feels like corver has been demanding a trade since that news broke and jr smith is trying to get out of dodge he has he's locked up for another two years this year next year but next year they only have to pay him three and a half million on his contract. So it's a good deal if a team trades for him if they're looking to cut a cap room. And Corver is just a winner. He played poorly against Golden State, but he's a great role piece. He's if a nice you guy. need and he has great hair. <laughs> he's one of those guys where I think he's overrated because he's like uh um a nice-looking white dude who plays good basketball and can shoot the three. He's a little bit like Jimmer for dead in that way. Jimmer, where it's China like legend, China legend, where it's like uh, he'll get his points, but he might be a little overrated night to night because he's not a superstar. But right. he is a good role player. And that was your segment of dogs oh. being sad about the calves. We don't have a name for that segment yet. Yeah, big dogs <laughs> being sad about the calf dogs. Uh, also, they're not hyped on their draft pick, Colin Sexton, which right, shouldn't have yeah, been yeah. leaked. No, no. That's the type of, you know, w- when the Lakers have a little bit of issue, y- you hear it from Magic. Even though it's from Woj, Woj is just a conduit for Magic. Yeah, Woj definitely. is a conduit for the I, whole league. He's just relaying information that wants to come out. I absolutely agree. When you hear something out of a front office that is hearsay, you go, that's a problem. Um, so when you hear that Colin Sexton, their draft pick is not liked by the team. And there's a little bit of uh, discussion saying he's not as um, good as they thought he would be. That's a problem because it gives your rookie uh, a bunch of malice towards him it it makes him feel like he's undeserving of being on the team and that's not where you want to be in the organization just to bring it back to cap off this podcast and cap off today a couple things i want to say um lebron we talked to earlier about magic yelling at luke and kind of some disarray and the disarray and the calves there's no more dis- lebron has backed luke lebron says luke's doing a great job i mean obviously you're going to say your coach did a great job but he, the specifics he said, you know, LeBron's like, he put us in the position to execute plays and mm-hmm. to, he, Luke was responsible for the win last night against the Blazers. Yeah. And another thing, LeBron, this is his quote, this is quote, LeBron quote, JaVale McGee shouldn't be in the conversation of defensive player of the year. He is the conversation. Wow. LeBron that's, is back in his boy that's JaVale. That's your boys. You Look at his numbers, points per possession. He's leading the league in shot blocks. He's doing a little bit of everything. He's making up for our mistakes. He's huge for us. I would say that's completely accurate. Yeah. And that's the leadership that I'd like to see out of LeBron. He's not going to social media. He's just no. presenting them facts as they lay. And it also gets to my other point. Winning 
solves everything. Winning solves everything. If you win, you don't have any problems. <laughs> if you win, it doesn't matter what's happening the next day. You're still a damn champion. And I think we are going to win. I think we snap off the three-game uh, winning streak, mm-hmm. and we just cruise, and uh, everything good that can happen in the league. LeBron wins MVP. JaVale wins Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year. Josh Hart wins uh, uh, Most Improved Player. Uh, Svee wins, wins Rookie, rookie of, the of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening. We are at our final segment of the pod, as we always end with our final segment of the pod. What, what are you doing after this, Alex? Um, I'm going to go play Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh, Rockstar Games presents. If you want to sponsor us, Rockstar Games, at Rockstar Games, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a marvel I of mean, it video is gaming technology. A fantastic game. How far are you? I, I think just, I'm ahead of you in the game. So yeah, you I think I think you're ahead of spoilers. me. Spoilers. Where are you? I just met his ex-wife. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a that's a damn good game. Yeah, it's also funny that in a video game you can meet somebody's ex-wife <laughs> and then whatever their personality is. Right, right. I think that's a that's a, a cinematic marvel and a video game. I, I do like that's the main thing you've taken from that game. Yeah, you also <laughs> like hunt elk and uh, yeah. do a bunch of outlaw mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, the mo- the thing that I remember the most is meeting his uh, uh, gorgeous ex-wife, <laughs> whose uh, current husband just died because he's in the wild, wild west and pneumonia is rampant. It's a good game. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. Uh, hey, Ryan. Uh-huh. I got a similar question to you. What are you doing after this? Um, I'm going to go visit my parents and my family uh, for like a little birth- post-birthday. Th- my birthday was last Thursday. Happy birthday. And so we're just going to do a dinner, I think. Nice. Um, do you know where you're going to go? No, I don't know. Do you have a go-to restaurant? Not really. In Covina? No, not really. Okay. I, um, I was wanting, wanting to go to Clearman's Northwoods Inn, which is a, a very funny uh Steakhouse near Covina, California. I love I love a steakhouse. <laughs> I love like a prime rib, any kind. Lowry's, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you go to some uh, place, uh, you go to Italy, have a damn prime rib for like Italy. 15 bucks. <laughs> Where are you going to get a prime rib for 15 bucks? <laughs> Nowhere, unless you, I don't know, nowhere. The west side. The west side. Uh, we should plug stuff. Yeah, follow yeah. Big Dog Lakers Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Please like and subscribe, and uh, follow me and review. Oh, and review on iTunes. If yeah. you could review on iTunes, that's the biggest help for us because Honest- it actually gets traction on our uh, page. Yeah, does it? I, I, I honestly don't know anything about that, but I know every single podcast says leaving reviews is huge. I'm big friends with, uh, I, and I would say, yeah, I'm big friends with Tim Cook. And uh, he always says that if you're starting a <laughs> podcast, it really helps if you have a bunch of reviews because then uh, people it ups the algorithm and you get uh, higher okay. in the YouTube podcast or gotcha. uh, the iTunes podcast rank, and uh, that can really help a young pod develop its wings, develop its uh, haunches yeah. for our Big Dog Lakers pod. Like, review, subscribe on iTunes, follow Big Dog Laker Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Say this is a good podcast. What good in-depth analysis of the Lakers. They're really getting into their headspace. Magic Johnson is a treat and I'm glad that these big dogs are friends with them. Please uh, write that in its entirety. Uh huh. And you. if you do that, I will Venmo you one dollar if you contact me on social media. <laughs> you have to find his Venmo too. Uh huh. Thank you very much everybody. This was great. You're great and everything is great. Thank you. Bye bye. Woof woof.